Welcome once again to Living the Past for another week. We are in June 1995. Uh, blockbuster movie time, you'd think. <laughs> for, um... Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but there, uh, but yeah, um, and then obviously our blockbuster movie time will be like you know November December because we get stuff like Australia gets stuff for three or four months after. Um, but yeah, we got um, a, we got we got some good stuff coming up. So uh, our my co-host is Ben. Hello, I'm here to. Not be disappointed by what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Look, I I think I'm not I'm not I'm not selling the episode. Um, we are a podcast that goes for the nineties. Um, every month at a time. Uh, look, I think it's just because like I thought for a June month, um, there would just be a lot more. Uh, the music, I I have no complaints with, but like the movies and even the TV, it's just there's just nothing. Um, well, not nothing, but like you yeah, would I think thought, there's more. I thought June was June and July. Everything was just going to take off and. <laughs> It's not quite the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's before we do any of that, we do um uh, we do living in the now. So let's we we talk about stuff that we've um been doing um that's not nineties related. So let's do living in the now. Uh, anything that you've been watching or doing that's uh not ninety nineties related. Not really. Uh, I mean, we went to the vegan festival. That's not nineties related. <laughs> far between in the nineties. Um, I haven't been watching or doing much outside of. Yeah, well, this. we went and saw the bunch of people. A bunch of people growing up in the nineties walking past, going, "Fucking vegans." <laughs> but, I um, no what it was, it would have been a good time. Uh, yeah, you went uh, to yeah, see. We- um, you went to see Frank Black and, and his um, backing band. How was that? It's it's not like that. They okay. are all friends now. Um, Didn't they've have a... got a new Kim deal with yeah, whatever Frank needs and wants. Then they're not all friends. If it's no, <laughs> hey, no deal, no deal, <laughs> no Kim, no deal. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, the ones that are there are friends, and they seem like they were generally having a good time together. Okay. Um. I I genuinely had a good time. Uh, I was a little bit sad. So they played their first two releases in full. Um, and then afterwards, I I think it's cool that uh, they came a few years ago and they just did Doolittle, just the album Doolittle, but they didn't do Adelaide. Okay. So I, f- I feel like maybe they are aware of that, so they just did Doolittle songs after their main set, yep. which is kind of nice, but I would have wanted a bit more, but that's okay. Um, okay. They played some cool stuff. It was a good time. Uh, I've look. How about you? I've, I've not done much. We've we've been sort of. I've been doing a lot of editing and stuff like that. Um, uh, we watched a movie called Beast last night, which was Idris Elba in it, where he uh, takes on a fucking lion, and uh, that was pretty good Is actually. This? No, well, no, but like, um, it's like it, it's a decent like. I love myself a creature feature, and it's in that realm. Really it's oh, I love it so much. Um. And I think the the, the difference to this one is because it was actually like you know um, had some studio money behind it. It's like a Universal uh, movie. Um, 
it actually the lion looked really good, and um, people got messed up, and it was it was just amazing. How does he beat a lion? Well, that's what I'm going to spoil for you. You should watch it. And one that's another thing, much too like I'm not going to say my wife's disgust, but like her 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 curiosity is um. So this this year I've always I've been trying to watch watch stuff that I I poo pooed in the past past Star Trek being one of them. Like I used to not sort of dig on that. Um, and uh, I always look. I always skimmed past Gilmore Girls, <laughs> and then I I watched an episode this week oh, and no. it's not bad. And then I watched four episodes. <laughs> And it's uh, I like it as well. it's it's got a nice little uh time time capsule of the, the year two thousand, um, and also watching it with the eye that like, um, we didn't have that type of sarcastic sort of um quick talking humor, um, up until then, and now you can see like all these shows that like you know copy that, and it's it's now part like of 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 like the lexicon and lots of stuff. It's 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 interesting, and um, it's kind of funny, and it's kind of good. So, and it's also got like a lot of um middle of the road uh, uh alternative dad rock that I love so much. So, you know. <laughs> and also, your living in the now is uh nothing to do with <clears throat> the now. Yeah, it's like two thousand. So, Classic like you know, for our, for our next season. Uh, but let's get into uh, 1995 because we got uh, we got some events and uh, there's there's quite a few. So let's let's do it. Um. All right. So let's first. Uh, do you want to have your um your national the scripts national spelling bee word because we do this every year. It's usually in May. But uh, oh, they yeah. moved it to June. Um, wanted to do it in the summer, uh, more of the summer. Um, so this, the way we do it is uh, every year I asked uh, Ben to uh, say the word or spell spell the word that won. Um, I'll uh, I will give you the word. It's xanthosis. Xanthosis. Uh, would you like the All meaning? Right. Um, no. It won't, it won't help. <laughs> the meaning of xanthosis no. is, is the yellow discoloration of the skin from abnormal causes. Xanthosis. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious expectation that I'm sure is going to be wrong. Yep. Z-A-N-T-H-O-S-I-S. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you got everything right except for the Z. It's an X. Ugh. <laughs> oh wait! So I got all the other letters right. You got all the other letters right except for the X. Yeah. Son of a bitch! Fuck you, um, English language. <laughs> You're a joke. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is terrible. So, um, uh, Justin Tyler Carroll, a uh, 14 year old, he uh, won the award. Uh, he won the he won the uh, spelling bee for that year. Uh, xanthosis. And I'm, I'm sure he's gone on to do wonderful things. Hopefully, he's not suffering from xanthosis himself. Uh, the first ever, and I'm not sure how many there were, but the first ever Blockbuster Entertainment Awards were held on the June 3rd, <laughs> hosted by Cindy Crawford and William Baldwin, which would just put anyone off. William Baldwin hosting anything. It's like, hey, it's, uh, it's not good. So they, they, they gave awards for film and for music. I'm going to go quickly through them. And um, the thing is, well, they also give them, they gave they gave awards for people in the video character, like so the home video ca- category, and also the theatrical category. So, favorite actress in an action what do, adventure. What do, you mean by, what do you mean by home video? Well, because they're blockbuster. So, like, they would give like the the people who uh, picked the winners. They would uh, they would 
pick the ones that are on home video and then also pick the ones that are, have theatrical release. But as you'll find out in a sec, oh, that right. means nothing because Sandra Bullock won both video and theatrical for favorite actress in action adventure for speed. So I suppose the voting time carried over from the theatrical to the video. <laughs> Um, yeah, that I feel like that only works for like the first time because you're like, well, let's you know backtrack a year so we get the films. And a lot of these but, videos yeah, are from a no. while ago. So, like, uh, favorite actress in a drama video was for Meg Ryan when a man loves a woman. Um, for a theatrical, it was Demi Moore for Disclosure, which I suppose was last year. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg won for Sister Act Two. Jodie Foster won for Maverick in the comedy. There you go. You like you it like Maverick more disorganized than than our podcast of just like let's do theatrical and video and just pick out anything that's been <laughs> at the theater or anything that's been on video favorite female newcomer the mask and then uh that was for cameron diaz uh harrison ford won for <laughs> this is great favorite actor in an action adventure video the fugitive and then also for theatrical for clear and present danger i wonder if he i wonder if he went there to to accept his award <sighs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> was there even like an actual real oh, there was. ceremony here? There was. was. It, just... it was at the uh, Pentagus uh, Theatre in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know whether he attended. I'm going to try and find that and then I'll put it up. On, can you imagine? He'll just, just be so confused. He's like, is this the Oscars? <laughs> I can't imagine anyone being in the audience. Um, Tom Hanks uh, went... Tom Hanks won for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Basically, they just, um, yeah, they just they just basically picked, picked a bunch of people and said, like, you had movies come out, I'm going to give you an award. Jim Carrey uh, swept the night with uh, three awards, two of which were for Ace Ventura, so. Did Blockbuster go. customers pick the winners? I will find that out for you. Was it something where, like, they put names in a bucket as they walked out of the store? <laughs> yeah, probably. And that's how they tallied it up? Hey, Rookie of the Year. Got a favorite family movie, so you should be happy about that. Where are the baseball movies now, Paul? Yeah, exactly. Um, I won't go for the. I won't go for the um for the for the for the music. Um, you can always check it out. Uh, when you see um, Penny G, the Eagles, and uh, Ace of Base won awards, you you know that the uh the finger was well and truly off the pulse of what was going on. (laughs) Sounds like a blockbuster client to me. Oh, it does. So let's move on to Glastonbury, uh, 1995. So that had some pretty big yeah. names. We had The Prodigy, The Offspring. Uh, we had Elastica, uh, The Cure, Pulp. The, um, they, Pulp re- replaced The Stone Roses because they uh, didn't, didn't want to do it. Uh, you had Oasis, The Black Crows, Soul Asylum. Um, and then we also had a dance music tent where you had stuff like Chemical Brothers, uh, Master Attack, uh, Cal Cox, Tricky. Um, so that was like one of the new like um, uh, additions. Um, so yeah, if you want to check it out, there, it, there is so much on here that's worth mentioning. Well, the Oasis one apparently like this, this is what cemented like their um, their stranglehold on everything. Like this, the, their performance was like packed. Like there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching. So, but I I didn't. Sorry if you may have mentioned these. You did rattle off a few. Um, Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good to see. Ash, Skunk and Nancy, Weezer. The Indigo Girls. Um, <laughs> Shed Seven, Reef, Ash. I think I already said Ash. Overkill, 
You know, Zep, Adrian Ash. Plant, if you like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Did I mention Ash live? <laughs> this is right after throwing copper as well. And they're in like on a small stage in the afternoon. Hey, Ash. Ah, oh, this. Oh, of course, Ash were there as well. <laughs> I think they're um, coming here soon too. Yeah, I believe they are. Yeah, and Dave then Matthews um. Band. Um. Then the nine. Um. The so attendance was eighty thousand people. It was a it was a paltry sixty five pounds to attend, and uh, the event was only marred by the perimeter fence being. Yeah. Um. But the, it was only marred by the perimeter fence being taken down. Um, and obviously people like sneaking in for free. So, you know. Also, sorry, I was just scrolling down and I was, I was checking out like the rest. Porter's head, amazing. Mm. Um, if Andando in brackets booed off. <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna we gotta look into that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Like, I don't hate him, but I still find it funny. Uh, I Why? think you, you've had some um uh pre. Polarizing thoughts about him. You don't like him. You don't like Lemonheads. Yeah. He, I'm not a big fan. I think they were just. I had a lot of friends that thought they were great, and they were the bee's knees. And I was like, oh, they seem pretty dull. Um, and oh, okay, do, okay. Think... Do you want to do you want to know why he was late? So he was booed just... because he was uh, arrived two hours late and was booed off stage. He later told the Guardian that he would have been in bed with two women and a bag of heroin. Mm. Sounds like. Uh... More people should be coming onto Ben's side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And joining this glass and brew crowd and thinking that he's garbage. Naughty boy. Naughty boy. The in Australia they took they they reignited the um the the becoming a republic debate. So um the actual referendum would take place in nineteen ninety nine, but um Paul Keating at the time sort of said, like, look, this needs to happen, so we're gonna we're gonna um put this into motion. Uh we'll we'll check back in with that. Um, got a couple of uh, true crime uh, things Ooh. here. One was a very famous murder of um, a, a model called uh, Caroline Byrne. She was found at the bottom of a cliff um, at the Gap in Sydney. Um, her boyfriend was um, eventually uh, convicted of the crime. He was a uh, chauffeur or limo driver for, um, have you ever heard of a guy called um, Rene Rifkin? Um, no, not 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 a Bond villain, but actually an Australian villain. Um, he was, yeah, he he was like a uh, um, a businessman, but he also um, in in the two thousands, I think, uh, came into trouble and and I think was even arrested for um, I, don't know, I think insider trading and lots of stuff. Uh, the thing was, this was like uh, she was friends with a lot of celebrities, so like when um, they had the trial, a lot of celebrities were brought in to like give evidence. Um, so basically, she. She was last seen on um, uh, June seventh of nineteen ninety-five. Um, people have come forth, forth and said that she was arguing with two men, um, and then um, she failed to show up to a couple of appointments. And um, and then uh, there's a lot of uh, like the guy who um, was convicted actually eventually got um, released because of lack of evidence or like you know, that sort of thing. So. There's a lot of um, stuff that's not being said and um, a lot of sort of uh, rumours that were sort of going around. So it's, it's one thing, it's another thing that I sort of check into. We don't do a lot of true crime here, but this is, I remember this one being, um, you know, in and out of the news for quite some time. So, yeah. I imagine someone has done uh, quite a dive and been very thorough with this. I'm sure point. there's, I'm sure there's many other um, 
uh, true crime broadcast that you can check out. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, check out, you can actually see this uh, talk about this case on the um, Netflix series, uh, the new Netflix series of Unsolved Mysteries. It's the um, case of the uh, Oslo woman who she was, um, she basically got into a one of the a pretty large scale like up, upmarket um, hotel in, in Oslo in Norway. And then she, for some reason, she got um, allowed to go to the, like, to purchase a room, but she didn't leave any payment information. She was allowed to register and stuff and go up and take her bags up. But, like, um, and after two, two days, someone said, like, hey, she's not giving us any payment details. Like, what's going on? So they send up yeah. a um, they send up a security person. He knocks on the door and then he hears a gunshot. But someone, like, um, she had double locked the door from the inside. So she, he needed, a, like, a pass key to actually get in. And also another person. So when they got in there, they found her dead on the bed with a gun, a gunshot wound to the head. Oh. Um, she had booked, she had um, registered in as um, Jennifer Fairgate and said that and gave her her home address as a little village in Belgium, but like in a, in a house in a street that does, or not a street that doesn't exist, but in a house that doesn't exist, an address that doesn't exist. Uh, and then, yeah, there's, uh, you know, all sorts of sort of, um, was she like a, like um, a spy or intelligence? And she was like, um, it was. It's officially been ruled a suicide, but a lot of people said that like that's not like there's not enough, um, you know, blood splatter on her hands, and lot of stuff to sort of to, to to make that possible. So yeah, um, if you want to check in more, yeah, there's an episode of it on the new Unsolved Mysteries, um, which is it's not. I wouldn't say it's like. Ooh. I mean, it's called Unsolved Mysteries for a reason. Like they don't give you any definitive like answer to it, but like yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. a pretty interesting case. I actually thought it was the. Um, the Isdil woman that was on BuzzFeed Unsolved, but it's not that one. But it's also it's it's around about the same time as that. I I do love Unsolved Mysteries, but it always frustrates me when it turns out to be unsolved. Because every now yeah. and then they have a solved one, or they'll do like a recap, and like oh, years later it turns out it was this. Yeah, like if you go back, like I remember, like it when, kills me when it's not. When we first got Prime, and they had all the Unsolved Mysteries on there. Um, actually, it was one of one of the reasons I I hooked up to prime in the first place um and then you, you just realize that like a lot of these have just got it, it, t- it takes this thing out of the unsolved ones when you find like an update but then it's also frustrating not to have an update on ones like the the ones you want solved yep remain unsolved and there's like the ones you're gonna give a shit about it's like oh okay cool that was like a pretty you know perfectly good information sort of thing so yeah i mean uh, look yeah I'm, I'm just glad that we have unsolved mysteries at all and on that music still terrifies me to the bone um yeah. Let's go on. So uh, that's that is all my uh, events. Yeah, some, some some good stuff there. Got some some light stuff. You got some murder. You wow, got some that was, intrigue. That was pretty tidy. Thank you. Um, let's go on to yeah. messy town of sport. <laughs> How did you know that I uh, just threw this together half an hour ago? Because I know that it's June and like sports, sports and TV are notoriously empty in June. Um, unless uh, there's no, like no, a, no, so. unless, unless there's like a, a World Cup or a, a Olympics on. So, yeah. Well, we're, we're partly there um, too because too as you may recall, it, yes, but in May of 1995, we discussed the Rugby World Cup that had begun. Yes. Um, in South Africa, which was a big deal because, yep. you know, it was the first one, yeah, Invictus, yeah, the better, yep. <laughs> yep, correct. 
Matt Damon was there. <laughs> um, and South Africa won in the end. Ah. Which uh, I guess is a good thing for the country. Yeah. I don't know. They're going through I a mean, lot of other turmoil at the time. I, th- I believe like their ex-white prime minister had had some allegations sent, uh, reported against him at the time. So, you know, pretty good distraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I th- yeah, I think I th- they probably needed it on, as a whole. Yeah. But um, I'm still a little bit like, eh. anyway, um, I was 10. What do I know? <laughs> uh, but it is, it's also final season for, for many sports. Yes. Uh, one of which being the hockey. Where the New Jersey Devils made their first Stanley Cup appearance and made a clean sweep of the Detroit Red Wings. Ooh. For zip. Zippity doodah. Was... See you later, Detroit. <laughs> Zippity doodah. Um, but the, uh, the main news, well, not the main news, but like one of the, the key notes from them winning uh, during the, the, the little party parade thing that they do, their goalie. Chris Terriri, 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 yeah. Chris, their goalie, T- holds up a sign that says Nashville, no way, because there was rumours that uh, the New Jersey Devils were going to be moving to Nashville the following year, ah. which, of course, they did not. Yeah. yeah. This was the season um, that, like, um, more... well, like, yeah, I remember, um, I, the only reason I know about this one is because, like, when I used to listen to and, uh, a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts, like, this is, like, the... Things like last year for a while that they do anything because <laughs> he's a big New Jersey fan, like he's from New Jersey, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, but we just had, they just had two expansion teams in the last couple of years. Like I feel like they've nothing. They can't go change in anything else. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you've you've had enough going on NHL. Like let's just let it settle for a while. <laughs> Don't go moving teams around. Yeah. Um, other finals news. Uh, staying in the Americas, the Houston Rockets also made a nice little sweep up of the Orlando Magic. Ah, yeah, this is one I didn't watch. In the non-Jordan years. Yeah, like I watched the New York um, Rockets one, but I didn't watch the Magic one because this would have been like a large one versus Shaq, yeah? Uh, Yes. And also Drexler had gone to Houston in that big Ah, frame we talked about. Glad. Remember, wanted to go and get himself a ring, and and so he did. <laughs> um, and Clad out now. Out <laughs> Clad's but... gone. <laughs> <laughs> One and done. Why not? Um, and of course, we we can't have you know some news in America without checking in on our friend Daryl. Ah, uh, yeah. Daryl, Daryl. All right, give it to me. And I only mentioned it because. When I was looking it up, it's on eBay. I will try and get a screenshot of this. He's on the front of the New York Post. Yeah. Uh, June 20, 1995. Exclusive. Daryl tells New York, I'll show everybody. <laughs> I well, don't know what he's going to show them. How to make this um, bag of cocaine disappear. <laughs> <laughs> how to make this tax bill. Disappear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh Daryl. I mean, there'll be more about Daryl. We'll find. Oh, out look, Daryl's not done. Daryl is uh, because mm-hmm. you look. The fo- every photo we see of Daryl, he's looking pretty happy. So something happens at some point where he's like, "I'm good, Daryl." All right, is that all? Yeah, another sports dream? Okay. 
Um, no, I would also like to make note that at the end of round 12 in the AFL season, uh, Richmond yep. were top of the ladder. Ah, how long do they hold on to that for? Having, having just beaten second bottom team Fitzroy by a goal. <laughs> <laughs> things don't sound good. <laughs> yeah, sign of things to come perhaps, but top of the table. Top of the table. All right. Yeah. Um, well, let's get on to film. Now, we maybe we're a little over harsh at the start, but like, because like, I'm sure these films are a, f- a favorite film of anyone. Like, every film's a favorite film of someone, right? Um, we had Bridges of Madison County, Fluke, Congo, Party Girl, Smoke, Batman Forever, Pocahontas, Safe, Leprechaun Three, Apollo Thirteen, Judge Dread, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, oh, um, how I wish that I'd watched that. Uh, I did quickly flick through. Like, okay, so I wasn't going to pay four ninety nine to watch Leprechaun Three because I've paid a lot of money for Leprechauns in this last couple of years, mm. <laughs> and uh, so I did a bit of a kill by kill um, thing that they do on uh, YouTube, which is a very cool thing to check out. Um, look, <laughs> not breaking any ground here. Um, I got the story, even though I watched like thirteen minutes of kills taken out of it, um, <laughs> and, and I'm glad I didn't spend that money. Um, what did you watch? <laughs> So, uh, as you're aware, we already discussed Judge Dredd a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. We both watched that, I believe. Yes. I also enjoyed Apollo 13, not so much Pocahontas, Batman Forever, of course, mm-hmm. Congo, and had a nice little cry in Fluke. Okay, so Batman Forever, we got I, like a... I was all set to watch Bridges of Madison County, and then I read the blurb, and I thought, <laughs> I don't want to watch Clint Eastwood hit on Meryl Street for two and a half hours. Yeah, you do. Everyone this does. does not sound worth it. Um, Batman Forever, we got a whole separate episode. So you would have even, I think, maybe even uh, released that already. So um, obviously, you know about that uh, with our uh, resident bat fiend, uh, Craig. All you need to know is it's not very good at the end. <laughs> um, Judge Dredd, okay, I'll tell, I'll tell you a lie because I it's actually bad. turned off I turned off Judge Dredd like halfway through because I was I couldn't take it. Like it was, it was actually bad. And I was like, I think this, I've actually had, I've actually had a bit of time to watch stuff, but like I was like, I was still, it was, really bad like and i i can give my i can it really is i can leave um kitsch and lots of stuff at the door and i'm like you know i i know i know that's what they're going for maybe but like you know at least demolition man was still something like he was still very like this one he is like it's kind of like he was doing someone said hey sylvester hey sly can you do a impersonation impersonation of sylvester stallone for me He's like, yeah, I can do that, and he just like <laughs> turns it up to ten, and it's it's just awful. Um, and Rob Schneider, do not pin a movie's. Not only it's like um, mm. it's comedic sort of punchlines, but also like it's. I think they look to him for the heart of it sometimes too, and it's like uh, I would not put that on Rob Schneider's little shoulders. And and then we've got such greats like Diane Lane. Hmm. And who's who's the old man? Was it John von Snyden or something? What's that guy's name? Oh, Max von Sundau. Yeah, he's done stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's yes. uh, the Exorcist dude, course. and he's also like at the start of Force Awakens. Like, come on. Yeah. Um. And then you've got this weird budget Tom Sizemore. <laughs> for some, yes. some reason. Um. And then Raiden is a bad guy for like ten seconds. 
Yeah, I, I, the, so are you talking about um? You're talking about Amanda Santi, um, a a name that you will see in the 2000s of like, what's going to go on the five dollar bin? Or have they got Amanda Santi in it? The the guy yeah. that I know from Sex and the City, and you refuse to believe he was in Sex and the City. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. look, it's it's not great. It's but yeah, um, it's it's really bad, and it's weird that it existed before. Like this was a comic. So yeah, I feel like and this I, shouldn't got have got made because Demolition Man got made. Well, because like and like a lot of people were like, and look, I'm not saying that like you know I want a more faithful like I know there's a movie that came out called Dread that a lot of people said like oh it's a true representation of Judge Dredd. Maybe it's, it should not even be a movie or a thing at all because um to me <laughs> and look I don't know the comic but like to me it's like it seems like a bit of a Republican wet dream. Um, of having these like people who can just go and like clear out minorities with no uh, legal process at all, and then like everyone's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure there's like there's more more to it than that, but like I'm pretty sure the pe- people watching this movie aren't looking at that. Um, it does have uh, Kruger from uh, Seinfeld in it too, right at the start, <laughs> which I found great. Um, okay, so let's what move did on. You let's- sit through? Okay, so I did sit through the bridges of Madison County. I did see uh, Clint Eastwood without a top on, and I did not mind it. Bridges of Madison County is a uh, story about um, Meryl Streep, who is a uh, Italian immigrant who's living with like a he's not a bad guy. Um, he's just I think he's just a bit of a boring guy, and um, he him and his two kids go off. Like, oh, okay, so. It starts off with her two. She's died, and her two two children come to go through her, her things with um the uh with like a the will like the, the the lawyer going through the will, and they find um a bunch of stuff uh, like a, a a three three journals detailing her four days in nineteen sixty something with this photographer that was coming to shoot like he was coming to take pictures of the bridges of Madison County for National Geographic. Um, and and then you know ends up alluring and having an affair with uh, Meryl Streep um, because back in the that, that she was left by herself for the first time in a marriage like ever like her her husband took her two kids to like the state fair and she had some time to herself and she she made sure that so she is, is the whole film just based around one afternoon no no it's like a week so like she like the guy leaves so her and, husband goes to this fair for a whole week. Yeah, so they go, they go. It's like it's, I think they oh, because they've got like a um a prize steer, like a prize like bull that they're um that they're um showcasing sort of thing. So like they leave on Monday, and then like he rocks up, I think like later that Monday, and then they sort of see each other throughout this week, and then like the the family's coming back on Friday, so like she's got to finish off everything by then. Um, and yeah, you know, it, look, um, I think it's a. I can understand why people wanted to watch it. Like, it, it is like a, a good film about people who, like, you know, may have thought they've lost their chance of, like, um, you know, having that and that sort of steamy affair. Like, like Clint Eastwood's great, uh, good in it. Like, it, and Meryl Streep's amazing in it. Um, I do like that they sort of keep going back from present day to the 60s. Uh, and, like, the son. He's absolutely. He's like more of a Christian dude. Like he's kind of disgusted in his mum that you know she had this affair and kept it from him and lots of stuff. Oh. Whereas the daughter's like, um, or she's in a, like a abusive relationship. Um, 
so she can see where she's where where her mum's coming from, and obviously, like you know, um, it draws parallels with her life and stuff. So, like, it's it's layered. It's it's good. Like, um, uh, there's a lot of uh, um, Clint Eastwood open mouth kissing, which is uh, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna no, I'm not you. gonna age shame, but um, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether the <laughs> um, no one needs it. It's not necessary. Uh, yeah, Clint. but yeah, look, um, look, I, I, I gave it three stars. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's it's not a bad thing. Wow. It's, yeah, I think. Hang on, what did I do? Okay. Yeah, three stars. But it was a, it was a nice cozy uh, night with that's, me. That's almost sounding like is, is this is this your movie of the month? We it's don't know yet. Let's 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 go on to what, what what was the next thing you watched? Let's talk let's talk about Apollo 13. Let's talk about um, look. I, I, I don't Let's remember. Let's talk about the dad from Terminator 2 again. Hello. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's <laughs> everywhere. Um, he's in this, in this one, too. He's like, <laughs> it's all about, like, I, I, I don't remember seeing this movie. Um, I, I think I've seen, you know, the, the obvious, like, you know, Houston with a problem. I, I'm sure I did at some point, but I, there was bits, bits in this movie. Like, I didn't realize, like, it was all about, like, how, like, America had fallen out of love with the astronaut sort of thing. So, um they uh, they only started paying attention when like someone was going to die, which is you know it's not fair. all about that, but like they, no, that's in nice little background nice story. To... Um, I feel like I... it gets into it all quite quickly though. Like there's not heaps of setup, but there's enough setup. It's a it's a well paced out film. I found um, maybe a bit long. A little space bit long. space stuff space stuff looks cool. Bill Paxton's great in it. Um, Kevin Bacon plays a really good, he, he plays a very non Kevin Bacon part. Like he you're all you're all primed to hate him because it's Kevin Bacon. It's like, and he's like, uh, I'm just trying to do, I'm just trying to feel Gary Sinise's shoe. What would you, what would you do? Yeah. It's, it's a tough shoes to fill sometimes. Yeah. I do like the fact that like, you know, they were just about to call Gary Sinise to help out and he like takes the phone off the hook and turns the TV off. <laughs> um, but you got, uh, look, you got so many um, bit part actors, lots of stuff and, um, and character actors. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a decent film for that. Ed Harris, I think, steals it. I think he's great in this. Yeah. Um, spent most of the time working out whether he's wearing a wig or not. Still, um, yeah. Laura kept mentioning his hair. I just hoped that they were trying to emulate what the guy actually looked like, and that's. I'm sure he did. Like yeah, that. I'm sure it's a wig too. But yeah, it's um, it's 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 on there. <laughs> he spent the next three months trying to get his hair off. Um, uh, but yeah, look, it's it's got um, look, not a very diverse cast. Not a very, in, in, in any sense of the word, um, but apparently no, uh, Tom Hanks is um, very very close to uh, like apparently people who knew the dude that he was portraying um, said same that level. he yeah same, same said that he he had the same mannerisms and and was was very much like him sort of thing. So who is also spotted in the film after they get off the helicopter at the end? Yeah, yeah, That's he's him. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, now. I, I had some some things I want to bring up in watching it. I, I really <laughs> like the film. I think it's it's really good. But uh, Ron Howard, Mr. Curious. Howard, it's, Mr. Howard Ben's got some notes. Yeah, so you just want to stay? Yeah, okay, cool. It's 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 nineteen seventy. Um, <clears throat> do they have Wi-Fi? Do they have Bluetooth? What's how do they have information and such from a spaceship that's in space on their computers? Radio. And it's not plugged in. But it's radio. It's not radio. Like they're they're seeing 
No, like they've got a radio, yes. And satellite, yeah. They've got on their screen all these like little dials and information and like stats of what's going on yeah. on their little ship yeah. on their screen in Houston. Yeah. But they also have... It's what computers like, did back then. <laughs> I, like, I'm, not, I'm not going to... Computers uh, didn't do anything. What are you talking about? I, I don't know whether you know what computers are um they 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 did like have you not seen um i know what computers uh, are i know that the internet was not around yet no it's not the internet though it's it's uh, it's using satellite and also um radio communication to um and that's why they have to be at certain in certain parts of the world otherwise they're gonna have complete blackout sort of thing so it's like you have to be within range of being yeah they can't be on the other side of the moon i get yeah 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 their range was being on the bright side of the moon not the dark side Yes. My my problem is, it's like that's fine that they were their computers talk to each other. How was so much of our other technology garbage? If you're able to do this, <laughs> why did the internet take another twenty five years before you could have a newspaper on a computer screen? Because people and like lost, send because, it to someone else. Because people lost interest in space. If we'd stopped, if we'd actually you know stopped. Uh, killing community leaders and learn to live together, and then we would have had lights, uh, internet way That's before. Probably true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you know why people had to stop caring about space? Why? Is because space garbage, <laughs> which I know they like to call space debris, but space garbage sounds better. How much, yeah, how much shit is just floating around? Yeah, but like, it's it was interesting to see this one because like, there's not half as much shit flying around now, apart from Tom Hanks's piss, which you can see. You see Tom Hanks's piss. They weren't allowed to do towards the end. They're like, stop, stop dumping out your your dumps. Yeah, I would have loved to see like a like a number two, Bill Paxton's number two. Energy. (laughs) It's just like, like, oh, don't let it touch the window. Oh no. Um. Yeah, it's it's a look. You gave it three and a half stars. This is very very generous. I think I did. Actually, I get I get the same. What I'm talking about. So you had more questions for Ron Howard. I have a question for you about Ron Howard. Um, okay. I want to know if you think that he may have changed cinema, modern cinema. <laughs> not like yeah. not like in a huge sense, but he took a very boring story, and he made it watchable and interesting. And it has like. The big dumb Hollywood ending, which did you see apparently like test screenings with people like, oh, typical Hollywood ending. This is so fake. <laughs> like, well, no, this is what happened. But he just took this dull story and the way it was all put together was, it was, it was really good. And maybe it's just a white man watching a bunch of white men. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, I thought, uh, I mean, it was, it was inspiring. And I, I did think, I did think more people died. I thought they, they died or like yeah. a couple of them died. Yeah. I'd, I'd had false memory of that. So I was like, um, yeah, look, I, I think he was definitely a good, um, I actually recently read his, um, biography that he did with the, his brother Clint, um, called the boys. And it's like, he was always in a show business. Like he's, he was in show business from, from the very early age. Like his dad was in, um, movies and stuff coming from that sort of like that, um, that stock of being like a, of a, of a, of people in, in movies. I think then he became like a powerful tool of the studio system. Like he, he did really good studio movies. Mm. Um, didn't do anything daring, but like just, they, they knew that they could, um, it's kind of like that, that Simpsons episode where it's like, Howard, you've done it again. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like he, 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 he was like a, a safe bet. Like you, you would have like a, uh, emotionally sort of, um, endearing movie and also decent effects. And like, and he also had like, 
every actor in his back pocket of like, you know, let's just do let, let's 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 do something together, sort of thing. So, yeah, I, and I think he also had like he had a bit of humility to him too. So he's, he seems like a very likable guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I would say that he, he had an effect on 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 movies um, from what he's done, sort of thing. So um, this was obviously his big breakthrough into it. Um, I mean, what what came after this? I'm just trying to think. Um, I don't have to think because I've got. Uh... I know he was in Happy Days. Was that before or after this? <laughs> it was before. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after Apollo, he did Ransom. Oh no. Um, and then he did Ed TV, which we will get to. Remember the one that was like. Remember Truman Show like that? Mm. He have this, and then uh, the, the Grinch, and then like he goes into his two thousands where God, he has like. You I know, thought he only did good, classy films. Uh well, then before, but before that, he had Parenthood, Backdraft, Cocoon, Splash, Willow. Um, you know, he, he did a lot of good stuff. He's done a lot of garbage it... too. I didn't realize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At this at this stage, we're going to close the uh, the, the questions off to Mr. Howard. Just <laughs> being abusive. Now. It did not change cinema. I take it back. Uh, okay, so I'm going to quickly go through. Um, I watched Smoke. I kind of like the movie. Um, these days, you won't have a uh, movie that's primarily directed at people smoking on screen the entire movie. Um, set in a in a cigar store in New York City, Harvey Cartel. It's one of those. Um, I remember seeing it on uh, Foxtel, like um, Arena used to do these sort of, they did like the indie movies. Um, but this is, this is pretty good. Like it's got like, it's like those bunch of sort of intertwining stories, um, a lot of monologues. Um, yeah. <laughs> some might say boring. Uh, you know, it depends if you're, if you're in the mood for it. Um, I did fall asleep once uh, to go back and look over it. Um, we tried to watch Pocahontas, um, but my kids were like, no. Um but apparently one of the biggest ever openings, they did a, uh, I think it was a free, but they had like thousands of people in Central Park come to this premiere. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they, they watched it and everyone, everyone's like, so we should be happy about this. They also had to change a lot of dialogue before it got there. Um, some of the things and phrases, songs, sorry. Mm. Some of the songs and the phrases yeah. that they were saying they had to alter. They, uh, Which from watching it, I don't know. How much they actually change? I heard the word savages mm. many times. Um, <clears throat> and you can't fight Indians without John Smith. Yeah, I had to correct my kids a couple of times. It's like, yeah, they call me Indian. um, Indians. <laughs> also, the uh, the guy that plays the the Native American chief, um, mm. whose name I've forgotten, he came out in a half-hearted defense of it because a lot of people said this is not appropriate, it's not helpful. And he said, this is the best Native American representation to this point. So I don't know if he's like, look, this is the best we've got. Or he's like, this is the best we've got. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it is. And that's what makes it even sadder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no sadder than having Mel Gibson in a film playing Mel Gibson. <laughs> he's like, do you need me to do any... Um... Uh, research? No, no. We think you've got it now. Yeah, we think any woman that when they find you, they'll just swoon, and you'll be a big dumb yeah. loof, and uh, yeah, be great. Yeah. Also, a baby yeah, Christian a Bale. Yeah, he's a racist. Yeah. Um, not Christian Bale, Mel Gibson. Um, so uh, we've got Congo. Well, yeah, let's talk about Congo. Um, getting on to like, uh, so I, 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 I mess. I think I talked to you about this like recently when we were recording something else. 
No. And maybe like, maybe because I'm looking for it. Maybe I'm looking for bad stuff happening in 90s movies. But like the whole tone of this seems a little bit racist. I'm not sure what it is. Well, it's the fact they <laughs> like, talk about African nations being overthrown on a weekly basis and them just killing each other for fun. Yeah. And there's not like a real lot of, like they use that as a backdrop. Like, um, uh, so if you've never seen this, um, this is a weird, weird movie. Uh, yes. It's all about people. There's like a research team in the Congo and Zaire. Zaire back again because, um, you know, they were also the, the cause of outbreak. So Zaire <laughs> should get a big fat check from fucking <laughs> Hollywood saying like, you know, where all the bad stuff comes from. Um, so you've got uh, some monkeys that... Um, <laughs> You're making it all sound very confusing, Paul. It's a very simple plot. Laura Linney's okay, company, Laura Linney's company <laughs> wants to go to parts of Africa and find these magical diamonds so that they can get rich because they're running out of other ways to get rich. Um, okay. Bruce Campbell finds these magical diamonds. Um, there's... there's Bruce Campbell's in this movie and gets, uh, gets killed. Yeah, he gets killed up real good. Um, he gets slaughtered by these weird mutant gorillas, um, but no one knows that they're quite gorillas. And then you fast forward to the guy from Nip Tuck who's doing sign language with a gorilla. <laughs> and he's like, uh, we've come this far. What do we do now? Oh, I'll take her home to her family and she can talk to them. And then she can tell me what they say. Um, Sorry, I'm going to um, uh, just uh, Amy, jungle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then it gets even better than that because Nip Tuck's boss is like, we give you a lot of grants, <laughs> but I'm not giving you a grant for that. And then this man comes from Romania. Who's Tim Curry and wants to give him all the money because he wants to go to the jungle and find this weird eye thing in a lost city because there's diamonds. Um, you know what? Why was I having having trouble with this? This is such a simple. It plot. makes so much uh, sense. Yeah. Uh, so um, Laura Linney, Tim Curry, Nip Cup yeah. guy. Uh, they meet up with a Ghostbuster. Um, how much? How how much? Um. How bad is that Nip Tuck guy too? He's like got he's just got nothing to him. Yeah, he's, he's like a He's good. He he's plays like a, a little nerdy wiener quite well. He's very beige. Yeah. Okay. Um we got one one Bosi from Born Identity. <laughs> Remember that? Um it's... so there you go looking for Bruce Campbell and this they don't know they're looking for diamonds yet. They're just sending Amy home and then they're like, Oh shit, there's diamonds and then these weird Amy, jungle, home. These weird gorillas Sorry. come out and start trying to kill them and Laura Lenny's like, Give me two seconds. Puts a diamond in a fucking laser gun and just burns them all up. Oh man, does she ever? <laughs> and then Amy comes down like, man, friend, Amy hungry. <laughs> Amy want martini on the plane again. Let's go home. Um, but that gorilla. And look, look. I know you're thinking like, did they train a gorilla for this? No, they didn't. They got someone in a suit and it does like, the, it's yeah, the most ungorilla looking like gorilla that you've ever seen. Um, How about a big daddy at the end with these like oh, dopey man. eyes? Um, I do like a Joe Don Baker. He's the boss of Laura Linney's, like the guy who's just like smashing up his own office because he gets angry about stuff. Oh, he um, also is Bruce Campbell's dad and pretends to be upset about his son, but really he just wants the yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, yeah, he, he says, like, oh, we're going to look for my son, but really look for the diamonds. Um, I also love the fact that because um, he, he, he's, he's, he's a lot, around a lot in the 80s. Yes. And then he had a bit of a lull. And now he's back because he is, um, I think he's like the Felix Leiter role, role in um, 
Bond, like in Goldeneye, like he's he's in he's in that quite a lot. Oh, so he's he's definitely back after look, this role, that's for sure. Look, looking looking some looking for some more Joe Don Baker. Um, Ernie Hudson says this is one of his favorite roles. Um, sure, okay. Um, Tim Curry, Tim Curry is weird. Um, Always. If you if if you liked his um, Grinch like grin when he f- discovers Kevin's stolen credit card, he does that a lot in this movie. <laughs> and then he steals Delroy's sesame cake. <laughs> um, the detective from Garden Sixty Seconds. Stop eating my cake. <laughs> The, the way that he the way that he spits it out is amazing. Uh, it's a very strange film, you know very strange cast. I'm, you know, I, I actually kind of wished we hadn't done Batman Forever. We should have done a Congo episode because fucking hell, it's it's as dumb as this all sounds. There's a bit uh, where they um, they're in a camp and um, they've got these these like red light sensors sort of going on, and like the the evil monkeys, um, evil gorillas. Uh, uh, like killers, I call storming, them. Storm, killers. Killers. Um, they are storming the camp, and that scene is really cool. As like sort of tall grass, and there's people shooting stuff. Um, they don't seem to like the. <laughs> they seem to use the same shot of the gorilla being sh- like uh, shot with a gun. Yeah. Just in multiple times, and it doesn't seem to be doing much to them. Like they just got these. No, you, they need, just get, you like, need a, a laser flesh gun. Wound. You need a diamond laser gun. Oh, also, God, so weird. When they first kind of introduced the. Kalira to oh, that's that's too hard to say. Yeah. The, the crazy gorilla, um, the wild murderous ones, and they're in that little like weird underground city building thing, and it's gone all fuzzy oh, yeah. and blurry and slow mo. <laughs> Is it supposed to be frightening? Oh yeah. Why are you doing? They this use um they use slow mo quite a lot in this film to like, I don't know whether it's like to like um. You know, they're just trying to get us get us offside. Like, what's going on? Like, uh, uh, my vision. Discombobulated. <laughs> like, uh, did you watch Money Morphin Power Rangers? No, I watched Fluke instead. Oh yeah, so um, tell me about that because I I I heard it's uh, bad times for dog. I watched it because it... I loved it as a kid, so I wanted to go back. Is it and... Benji? It's Benji, isn't it? No, it's um, Matthew Modine, your mate, <laughs> with your other mate Eric Stoltz. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so Matthew Modine dies in a car crash, and he thinks that it's Eric Stoltz's fault. Okay. He comes back as a dog. Um, he escapes the pound by running through people's legs. Um, he escapes Ron Perlman, who looks like Biff from Back to the Future 2. Nice. I think. What's the future does he jump into? Does he jump into a bath? Not that I remember. Oh, they, they give him Is a this... bath, but they, I think they do it outside. Maybe there's, there's a Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase movie too, where he 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 isn't a dog, or it's a Chevy Chase dog, and I, that sounds more Chevy Chase too, of like because he jumps into a bath with a naked woman. Oh and yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. that's Chevy Chase. Um, although, so Matthew <laughs> Modine finally finds his way back to his wife and son, who he yep. left in the land of the living, um, and he ends up like in the bed next to his wife. It's like mm, this is this the- is a bit creepy. Like he's just sleeping. he's not licking her face. He's not being dodgy, but it's like, uh, just remember Fluke two, Fluke two, back to the pound. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then Eric Stoltz rocks up and he attacks him because he's like, "You killed me and stole my family," which seems now fair. you can hear Matthew Modine's voice. Yes, yes, occasionally he doesn't yeah. do it heaps. Um. Also, Samuel L. Jackson is his friend. <laughs> which he dies and it's quite sad. But it, 
Well, as a human friend? No, he's his dog friend. They escape the pound okay, together cool. or something. Or he helps him. Right, okay. Um, Ron Perlman is completely pointless. There's like that whole B plot of like someone trying to catch the dog and it's not necessary. Um, anyway, Matthew Modine's memories like just keep randomly coming back to him. Okay. But they don't come back enough before he tries to kill Eric Stoltz by making him crash his car. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, no, wait. I was, and then it goes into this flashback where he's the dickhead and Eric Stoltz is the nice guy. He's like, oh, oh, I tried to kill him, but I'm the douchebag. Oh, um, no. So then he helps Eric Stoltz. He helps the kid. Um, and then he goes and sits by his gravesite where his son had like run away looking for the dog. Because they okay. threw the dog out after it attacked Eric Stoltz. Um, he finds the kid. <laughs> we, we had one rule. You don't <laughs> attack Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Um, oh, so he finds he finds his son. You at guess his own what? My one, my, if I had a dog, my, if I had a dog, my one rule would be to attack him. <laughs> but he's the nice guy. Nope. Uh, so yeah, yeah his son's by the grave with the dog. Yeah, yep. they find him there, and then they're like, "All right, Fluke, let's go home." And he's like, "Nah, I. That's you know, I need to go and be a dog." Um, which. And his little monologue is like, I needed to let them go. It's like, well, I think. So then he is just a dog now? Yeah. And at the end he's like, I didn't know how to be a man, but I also didn't know how to be a dog. <laughs> and then he's just sitting under a tree and then these nuts start hitting him in the head. And Samuel L. Jackson is back as a squirrel. And this is why I thought reincarnation was real. The end. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Good time. A lot. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. I only cried a little you know bit. What? Also, the um, the wife, the the only woman from Three Men and a Baby, is the wife. You know what? You know these days, kids. Fuck your minions. Uh, get a reincarnated dog story. Yeah. Nice uh, dog too. Good looking dog. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure they sort of sent a bunch of not good looking dogs to like the. <laughs> Yeah, at the, to like a at the start, Purina, Purina commercial. At the start, when they're in the pound, like it's an actual pound and it's huge and it's gross. And I'm, mm. I, I feel like cruelty would have been a, a fair minimum because it's just one dog that didn't mm. have to do a lot of stuff. He just walked around. Um, but yeah, two stars. Had a nut, had a nut, had a nut allergy, so he died. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I was sat there eating my uh, giant veggie bar, trying not to cry, just like <laughs> 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 eating, <laughs> eating. <laughs> Eat like Tim Curry eats a sesame cake. <laughs> <laughs> Stop eating my sesame cake. Um, the US box office. You didn't watch anything else, did you? Uh, no. We didn't move on. Yeah. US box office. We had uh, Batman Forever, of course. Batman Never. Congo number. Congo got number two though. Congo came. Those monkeys came after Batman in a big. Laura Linney. And you know what? Uh, she gets people. Batman would She bat- puts bums in seats. Bat- Batman wouldn't have beaten the monkeys. Mm-hmm. Pokemon just got number three. Casper got number four, and Bridges of Madison County got number five. In Australia, we had uh, Die Hard with the Vengeance was up there for two weeks, and then we also had Braveheart and Casper. Nice as our number ones. So, uh, going on to TV. Not much in TV. Uh, we had, um, there was a show called Echo Point, which uh, from I what I heard was, uh, it, well, it had a lot of um, soon-to-be big stars. I had Rose Byrne was, the, was the, probably the biggest one. Um, and Jessica Nath- 
Rose Byrne. I mean, yeah, Rose Byrne. no, I mean, I don't know what the show is if Rose Byrne's in it. But um, Jessica Napier, who um, go on to be big in McLeod's Daughters, was also got a start in this one as well. Um, it only went for uh, it was 130 episodes, but it was a, yeah. it was like one season, but 130 episodes. It was only so that Channel 10, I believe, was uh, using to get that Home and Away crowd. Oh, um, so yeah. We also but, had. So yeah, I've been waiting a long time for this. Um, I can't yeah. find the article that I originally found, but. At one point in doing this podcast, I found something that said Art Attack aired in Australia <laughs> in June 1995. Jesus. And I've been waiting a long time for this. You just to say that Art, Art Attack, Attack came. I, it's just, okay, cool. I don't know why. I just, it was just a great show. Was, was it not fantastic? Is it just me? I never watched it. So. You never I watched believe it. The boys, I think the boys watched it like, you know, whatever. Um, there's, there's a new one now, I, I assume. Gross. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I can't find 1995 videos to show them. So, um, I'll find them for you. I got some. So with that, that's all I've got for TV. So let's go on to our um, oh. weekly segment of uh, where Ben, we're big Conan O'Brien fans. Um, Ben's going to tell us everyone that was on the Conan O'Brien show. Oh. Um, oh, but he does it. But he does it to the tune. Does he? Of the Rainforest Warrior. Man who played in Melbourne last night but did not go anywhere else in Australia, to which our friend still saw and was sending me videos of. Did he see it? Very or did he just see a stage and some lights? Well, I think he <laughs> Anyway, regardless, um, Billy Joel, uh, we, we didn't start the fire. So let's, let's, uh, are you ready? Um, it's been a little while. How does, uh, okay. I tried to, I tried to vamp as much as I could there. I know, and, I've been uh, trying to think so, about it, but all I could picture was a tiny stage that still you showed me the photo of so far away. <laughs> I could just, I could just send you the, the I could send you the video of him singing um uh piano man. <laughs> that that would not help me, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna put the uh, the old stopwatch on. And uh I'm gonna give you a three, two, one. Mm-hmm. So it's three, two, one. Go. Alan King, Fran Libowitz, Lib- <laughs> Barker Posey, Richard Jeannie, David Fisher, Paul Savino, Sandra Taylor, Peter Gorky, Jeannie Guthy, Ashley Judd, Larry King, and Yasmin. Bl- Wait, that's not the song. Let's start this again. Hang on. Sorry. That's... Uh, do you want to re- 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 restart? Yes. Yeah. I, I need to restart. That is not how it goes. Uh, you're, just ra- you're just quickly saying words. Fran, okay. Fran Lebowitz Three... really threw me off there. Leibowitz. 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 Yeah. Leibowitz. I'm, I'm ducking you five seconds for helping you. All right. Three, two, one, go. Alan King, friend Lib... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been too long. I got burnt today. All right. Let's... We... You've stopped the timer, right? Sec- at... ah. No, no. We're at Parker Posey, seconds. Richard Jean, David Pearson, <laughs> Paul Savino, Sandra Taylor, Peter Gorky, Jeannie, Gathy, Ashley Judd, Larry King, Yas Wimbley, David Brenner, Jane Leaves, Smiley Brothers, Norm MacDonald, Jackie Collins, Jackie Valenti, Terry Gary, and Sherry Stringfield, Don King, Johansson, Julia Evers, Olive Plate, Paula Preventi, Julia Fisher, Jack Wagner, Mary Ellie, <laughs> Carrot Circle of Balance, Jimmy Grover, Fluffalo, Buster Poindexter, Crystal Bernard, Calvin Tilly, Claude Lemieux, Chi McBride, Andrea Martin, Hugh Downs, Ron Papoli, and Ron Howard, RuPaul, David Hasselhoff, Patty Davis. Oh, that was it. Oof. Oh, well, there you go. You still won. You still won. <sighs> I don't know how I you couldn't. Know. That that Leibowitz, I just, I, it wasn't happening. Would not come out. And, and then the tune <laughs> just left. It just left my brain every single time. 
Um, oh, also, Lee... Radiohead were on. How about that? Oh, nice. Yeah. I reckon they played the Benz? Yes. Just the Benz. Or the Benz in its entirety. Trees. Also, how about RuPaul? 1995. She's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, get on to, uh, let's get on some music. Uh, so again, we had um, Meryl Brain- Bainbridge with Mouth, um, the one, the, the very gritty song. Oh my God, don't. Um, you remember that one, don't you? Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Well, too bad. Oh, into the instrumental break. That's going to give you a lot of... She doesn't want to waste it when he turns it upside down. <laughs> Gross. Um, we also had... Oh, look, we got a new one. We got a new thing. What have we got? Brian Adams. Brian Adams is oh. back. Brian How Adams good. is back. What a banger. He is... For this one? Yeah. He knows a he knows a ballad. I don't know. I mean, they're all the same, but it's still good. This one is, I think, uh, is lazy. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they're like, can you can you do your drawl? Let's put Spanish guitar at the top of that, and uh, we are good. It's not wrong. Um, uh, I miss uh, Sting. And um, who was the other guy? Rod Stewart? Yeah. That was a good time. All for one, one for all. Mm. Some musketeers up here. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's get on to the releases uh, because there's a lot of releases. Uh, for me, oh, shh, hold, your, hold your roll, Soul Psalm. Um, <laughs> for me, it was, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of uh, contenders for best album, best song. Um, there is. Let's just go through a few. Um, the Innocence Mission, which I found quite nice. Yes. Uh, Soul Asylum, Fugazi, Pennywise, Paula Abdul, Alanis, Ugly Kid Joe, Bjerk, um, Spirit of the West, uh, Paul Weller, Reef, not the good Reef, um, Deep it? Forest. It's it's not. Um, oh, Plash Your Hands. Oh, is that a different band? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, that, no, it's the same band. It's just oh. the first album. Oh, right. Okay. Deep Forest, Truly, um, Tripping Daisy, The Verve, Natalie Merchant, Ben Lee, Slater Kenny, The Chemical Brothers, Bon Jovi, uh, Fear Factory, <laughs> Ramones, and Plum Tree. Look, so much stuff to go through. Uh, let's start with The Innocence Mission. Um, I found them quite nice. Yeah. Um, bright as Yellow. Yeah, bright as yellow is there. The the um. Man, there's another band. Like, I mean, this this year in particular, I'm just finding so many new bands. That I'm chucking into like my everyday playlists, and the Innocence Mission is one of them. It's really really good stuff. Yeah, same. Um, they just they stuck out straight away. They that song and what mm. was it? Any other country? Oh, that or... was another country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. There's it's just. Some of it was kind of Bjorky. Some of it was just like that nice, mellow, indie sort of sound. Yep. Them and yeah, um, nah, it was, it was, it was, I think Truly. Truly are pretty good, yeah, too. Yeah, like was, was a bit, a bit more, more kind of rocky, grungy, but like that nice sort of 
that middle of the road rock. It's not, you know. Very grungy. Like, it's come from grunge, but it's not, it doesn't seem that grungy to it. It seems very friendly grungy. Friendly grungy. Yeah. Grungy. Like, uh, um, like what Jimmy Eat World or Weezer are going to come to be doing. Yeah. Maybe it was like, yeah, the, the, the prior to that. Um, this one, uh, look, it's, it's like. Oh, I fucking love this song. I think I only like it because of Clerks 2. Shut up. <laughs> Frustrated in Now, this is the first album that I bought of theirs. I, I, um, uh, it can, obviously, we've already had like um, Runaway Train. But Let You Dim Light Shine was like this is a solo solo album that like I fell in love with the band with and it's it's such a good uh album. I love Misery as the single. Um it's just yeah, it's gonna be very, very hard to sort of um work out which one because there's a few other things that I wanna sort of talk in. Um look, I know you're not a big fan, but like I'll say um I've been sort of as as we go along with with uh nineties punk rock, I've been saying like there is like a I would say a top 10 or top 20, like, you know, the, the albums that you need to not so much like 90s punk, but to explain mm. it. Um, and About Time by Pennywise would be uh, very much up there. I, I'm not going to say anything against it because I didn't really listen to it. Um, I put one song under the car today and Laura said, don't you try and woo me with Pennywise. Um, so I just skipped it. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not. Look, I'm not a. Actually, you know what? I can't say that I'm not a huge because like there's, there's this album, the one before, um, and the and and the next ones. Like they they were. I don't have. I've never sort of actively loved Pennywise. I've seen them a couple of times. They do uh, attract a certain crowd. Yes. To shows that are not great. There's kind of like the latter day Dropkick Murphy thing. Like you get these violent sort of footy thugs in there, um, but. Uh, it's it's this one's definitely one of the ones that like sort of explains the story of punk in the nineties to me. And um, yeah, that song "Perfect People" was was um, I think it was on one of the uh, compilation punkorama things, which I want to get into. Like um, at some point, we're going to talk about like compilation albums. To me, were I loved them. Like they were usually like you know they were cheaper. It was like you know nine ten bucks, and like it just gave you opened the world up to like all these new things. Like some of the bands I would, I would know that I love today, I wouldn't know without compilations like the Hellcat Records, Give Them the Boot, um, Punkorama, that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, definitely one that we that that, that deserves a mention. Um, but another thing that deserves a mention. Oh, which one should I pick? Oh, let's hang out a card window. With three other versions of ourselves, I now. Do you want to start with Alanis? I, I've got some. Alanis I wouldn't know where on. to start. Um, all I really want: perfect. You learn head over feet. You ought to know. Like, uh, it's. I, I don't know. My thing with, right through you. My thing with. with my thing with Alanis too is that, and this album, Jack Little Pill, um, at the time I've talked about this before, and like it, it sort of speaks to me as like I'm I'm a person who, um, 
you always love the flow, especially not maybe not so much anymore, but back in the day I did. Like I didn't want to sort of like be seen as like different. Like you know, you, you're trying to fit in, mm. and I fucking loved Lance Morissette, and like no, no one else like, I, and maybe like we were a bunch of people who just didn't want to like admit that we loved Lance Morissette. We could have had like a really good time, but because of like you know yeah. social mores, we're like bullshit. But yeah, I I bought this album when I was a kid, and then also got rid of it because I was scared that someone might see it in my collection. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but I loved it, and and it's, it's a really really good album um, all the way through. And um, I'm you know I think most people have like a tiny little crush on her too. Um, but yeah, I um I, I love the docker that came out. I mean, it wasn't as uh, I, I wanted it to be a bit more sort of um in depth on the actual recording of Jack Little Pill, but. Yeah, it's still good. I feel like this would have one of those um, what were those those classic albums, Ducos? Remember yeah. those? Yeah, I'm gonna have a look around here because like um, one of those. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 just um hit after hit after hit, and it's just it, like I understand everyone went really Alana's mad, and like I think she sort of burnt out a bit afterwards. Um, I think, and that sort of there's I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong. Is there an underrated diversity in this album? Because everyone knows Ironic and You Ought to Know and Hand in My mm. Pocket. Like, they're really polished, great pop songs. But then something like Perfect where it, it doesn't, to me, quite feel finished compared to the others. But that's yeah, I think... probably the point of it as well because it's called Perfect. But there's yeah, other little I, moments I where knew... it's just kind of messy and you can hear the rawness and immaturity in it still. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. So, yeah, because I, I think they they knew which ones the hits were going to be. Because it was, I mean, like she did come to LA and like it was the, a lot of the songs were written for her. Like it was like a, a produced album sort of thing, like it's like, as you would maybe to, to to a pop album sort of thing. But I definitely think that she, I mean, she wrote her own lyrics and stuff, and she she made it her own. So yeah, I I think um, there's times where they sort of let her be her, but then like you know when when they say like you know sing it this way, I think she's she's still. She does that really well too. So yeah, it's a, it's an amazing album. Yes. Um there's there is some competition though. Um not quite start to finish, but Sleeta Kinney's I think Yeah, yeah. Self, that was like that, is that, yeah. Yeah, is that the first one too? I think so. I think they had an EP before this that we've covered. Um but this is got some great moments it's, uh, in sold it. out, yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's ferocious. It's very short and sharp, and like it's fucking yeah, it's great. Um, I haven't I haven't really um delved into a lot of Slitter Kenny, so I'm I'm hoping to sort of start my journey with them through this podcast because yeah, it's really really. This good. doesn't seem like a bad um, place to start either. I don't think. Mm. Um, I love this song. Oh, it is on this album. Oh, no. That is Björk with It's So So Quiet. Um, it is such a good album, this one. Um, look, we've got Hyperbiology, you got Army of Me. Um, it's, it's really, really good. Um, another, another thing that I was talking about, like where I, I, things I used to just disregard without giving the full due. And Björk's one of them, and I'm starting to learn more and more that she, everyone else was right. Yeah, you know, she was great. Yeah, she really was. I didn't even realize it's so quiet. I was on this album. Laura mentioned it 
um earlier today i was like no i don't think so but army of me is on here and that's really good yeah 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 Whoops. and um even like um and hyper battle is great too yeah um there's a good 60 songs of the 90s about hyper ballad i'm pretty sure too um let's look there's a song here we talked um on the may one about those um the our, the corporate um alternative groups you know the ones that just came out with a song but then no one knew where they came from and then they sort of just went away um this is one of them suck the kid joe no this is tripping daisy oh i don't mind this i put this up with um uh Harvey Danger with uh, a yeah. flagpole sitter. Yeah. Um, it's not that good. Yeah. Like, I'm, sh- I'm, sh- yeah, I'm sure they toured it and I'm sure everyone's like at the shows is like, when are they going to play I Got a Girl? Because the rest of this is like, the rest of this album is fucking garbage. Yeah. I can say that right now. Um, so, yeah, um, I got to go. And then, like, I remember the um, the video too was kind of cool too. Like, he's and like, uh, like he's a bit of a, he's like a got a blonde spiky. He kind of is kind of like a bit of a, um, a pretty boy too so i think that sort of worked for him um the front cover of this album is also just fucking not great to look at oh. <laughs> if you want to look at the tripping daisy um front cover um we had the verve but it wasn't bittersweet sympathy so he gives a shit yeah um natalie we had was um, really nice i i love natalie yeah i've never got, heard, I've heard her. this it's really good so she's she's from Ten Thousand maniacs um yeah. so this is like i don't think this is her first it might have been her first um uh, solo album, but yeah, this is great. Um, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna play Carnival, so I reckon that's one. This was songs. her first album. Nice. Well, yeah. according to Spotify, sorry, I haven't looked it up properly. Yeah, I can listen to Ellie Mansion uh, anytime. She's she's amazing. Um, Someone else. Um, I just want to cover quickly. I don't want to finish on it. Hopefully, you've got something else. I don't yeah. hate Ben Lee. Um, no, past, neither I do I. Very much disliked him. I, don't I want hate to, <laughs> but this is all right. Apparently, I think he's doing a bunch of stuff with um, George Mack from Camp Cope at the moment too. I think he's yeah. like they're doing an album together. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I so um, we had Innocent Criminals that band that he was in, and like I remember everyone just fucking hated it. Like for the same reason that everyone hated Civil Chair is that we're all in bands and we wanted what they had, and then we didn't think they were good enough for it. But then we would probably be like even worse. Um, and it's like, and he was young, and he was a bit sort of brash and annoying, as we all are in our teens. And again, I should have given him more. I don't, I mean, I don't like, um, I can say with conviction that I don't like a couple of his singles that come out like later on. Yeah. Um, he, he did get a bit annoying, but that's not his fault. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also I just wanted to do a couple of nods. Um, one is the Chemical Brothers because, um, Why? you know, uh, I like it. No. Deep Forest is so much better. Really? Yeah, I kind of like Deep Forest. And this is one of the last Ramon songs. Uh, um, for, well, I think it's their last album. Oh, that's um, sad, isn't it? But yeah, I, I do have this song. Did you listen to Fugazi at all? Sorry, because I don't care for the Ramones. I'm just going to talk over it. Um, have you tried any more with Fugazi at all? Uh, it's not bad. Like I, 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 it's fine. I keep like it's having like a part attempt, but like I just don't care. It's just not happening. Helmet. I, I feel like I'm supposed um, to like them. <laughs> Did you also know there was a Black Sabbath release this month? Yeah, I looked at that. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, we also had the last. Um, we had uh, Bon Jovi came out with one too. Um, but I'm not going to play that. Yeah, that was not great. I liked um Plum Tree too. I'm going to play that instead. This is good. Yeah. This is the band I'd see uh, coming through our town. Yeah. There was, I, there was uh, a lot of nice little releases. In yeah, June. I, I, they've, they've entered my, um, my regular playlist, uh, Plum Tree. So, um, but let's, you know, we're done. We're, we, we got to do our best of. So we got to do best Oof. movie, best song, best album. Um, I'm very interested to see what we're going to pick. I, I with movie, I'm gonna. Don't say bridges. I think I got to give it to Congo. What? Congo's just fucking stupid, but it's Wait, like it but was you fun. Wait, but you watched Bridges and you watched Apollo. Yeah. And you're giving it to Congo. I don't know. Bridges was great. Congo was great. I mean, um, uh, Apollo 13 was great. I don't know. I, I think yeah. my thing is like, you know, what what did I have fun with? Like, I mean, Apollo 13 was great. Um, uh, and I did, uh, we did watch that. And we had it. That was a, we watched Apollo 13, like, um, and it was like one of those magical things. Like, um, our kids didn't bother us for like, two hours like, <laughs> i don't know what they were doing but like we we got to watch this on a saturday morning in bed and just had a couple of cups of coffee and, and watched apollo 13 so you know what you know what great day great movie i'm gonna give it to apollo 13 oh. but congo is very very close very very close thank you what are you gonna do oh apollo easy okay yeah i thought it was gonna be Pocahontas, but yeah, well. um <laughs> I don't know. Gibson. uh let's do um what are you gonna do for song and, and album uh Song is a tough one um, because the Innocence Mission really deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alanis has so many great songs, but my album is going to Jagged Little Pill. Right, okay. Cool. Um, and my song, Bjork's up there as well. Uh, there's, if I'd had more time, I would have had more dilemmas. We've had uh, we've had uh, two weeks to do this, by the way. Just, we, just no, well, peek behind the curtain right there. Okay, cool. Not how it works. <laughs> Um, the day I went away by Cedar <laughs> Kinney has, okay, has to cool. have it because it's, it's, it's the best song on the playlist, for, I think. Right. Yeah. My song is going to be It's Oh So Quiet by Björk. Um, I think it's um, not only a great song, I think it's like it conjures up my nostalgia and my love of the 90s. Like I remember watching that I, I, and uh, being at a time where I'm like, I wasn't that into Björk. I love that song. So that song is definitely going to take I hated out. And that I, song I, as a child. I found it annoying. It? Yeah. I don't know. I really love it. I love the um, film clip for it. I love everything. Um, is Jagged Little Pill versus um, uh, Let Your Lin- Dim Light Shine by Soul Solemn? I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Don't be I silly. Don't, don't be silly. Come on. Come on. <laughs> the suspense. It's jacket. Yeah, it's jacket. Yeah, it's jacket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we go. We got. We both went for Jack Little Pill. Um, I went for Bjork. You went for uh, Slater Kinney. And then we both went for Apollo Thirteen. So we're pretty boring this time, wouldn't they? <laughs> but look, you know, still, uh, it's it's you know, game recognizing game. That's right. I've heard, I heard I heard a kid say it this week. I don't understand it, but I'm, I'm assuming it's good. Um. If you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. If you wanted to check out our Exiles podcast, it is Do You Think I'm Spooky? And you can get that anywhere you get podcasts. 
Uh, if you want, um, I believe this might be, I'm just going to do this as a blanket thing. Um, happy holidays because this is around about the time, around about the time of year, I think, was when this is coming out. So it's just to hedge our bets. Sort of time. Yeah, happy holidays. Um, I hope everyone's safe. I hope you're doing well. Oh. Oh, where did you go? Oh, I can see your camera. Oh, no. You know, I've got Pearl Jam news I forgot to put in. You have to come back. Oh, you have to come back. i got Pearl Jam news. Oh, come back. I forgot my Pearl Jam news, Paul. You coming back? Oh. Paul, I've got Pearl Jam news. I wonder if you can hear this. It's just being really annoying. I'm just saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> you can hear me. <laughs> I can't hear nothing. Do you want me to just do my Pearl Jam news and you can just add it in somewhere? And you can do a sign-off thing. You're typing. Yes. Um, just quickly before we leave any music stuff behind, uh, I need to mention Pearl Jam played two nights at Red Rocks, and this was the debut, I think, it was the debut, of the Slow Jeremy, or they'd call it No Jeremy, um, which is a horrible version of Jeremy that they play a little bit slower and in a different tempo, and it's weird. But then it went into the Shipshong, <laughs> the Shipshong, the Shipshong by Nick Cave and the Bear Sheech, and then Footsteps, and then they did Falling Down, and then it turned into a regular Pearl Jam show. But um, really, really cool intro. Would have been nice to be there. That's my Pearl Jam music news. And um, now I'm done. Good night, everybody. You can cut that in any way you like. Anywhere it fits. That's what she said. Um, I guess you don't need to try and bring your microphone back. You can just go now. As long as that's recorded. That better have recorded because I'm not doing that again. I mean, I can, but this is weird. Okay, all good, he says. <laughs> He's typing again. <laughs> Why is this so amusing? Why do I feel like I've got all the power and you're just some minion with a keyboard? <laughs> uh, let's just keep all this in. So for people listening at home, Paul's microphone's gone, and now I'm in charge. Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bangham.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.